0: Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan.
1: This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing about Whole30 and our RD opinions of it. But first, let's catch up. So what's going on, Gina?
0: Yeah, so by the time this episode comes out, Paige will be five- crazy. And she will also be in kindergarten. So, I've I've alluded to this in previous episodes, but she's going to be doing kindergarten this year at a private kindergarten and then so it's a private all-day kindergarten. And then next year we're going to send her to kindergarten again, most likely, at our in our public school system. Uh, and we decided to do this just because she's been in preschool in the same exact class for the last two years. We thought she she needed a change. And I think it'll just be really good for her. So I think she's excited about it. Uh, we're also having a large party for her, which we've, we always have a little party for her for her birthday. But since she's five, we thought it's kind of a, a big milestone for us and for her. And uh, so we're having a, a pretty big party at a A park nearby. We're going to have a pinata and bubbles and a face painter. So she's very excited about that. Also, before I forget, so that's really the only updates I have, but I just want to say before I forget, listeners, send us your best packing lunch tips because we are working on an episode for back to school time on just some general tips on packing nutritious lunches and not making too much of a fuss about it, kind of making the Easing, um, making the process a little bit more simple. So, pack, pack. Send us your best tips uh, and or your favorite things to pack in your kids' lunches. Uh, before I forget, I know I could Wonder use some inspiration Cole. for sure. Lunches are hard. <laughs> um, I know, I know. And pretty soon, I'm gonna have to start packing two lunches. Although I'm sure a lot of our listeners are packing three or four, and so I shouldn't complain. But one is hard enough for me, but two is gonna be a doozy. Uh, but I think we've got some good tips for for our listeners because I've been doing it for a while and I, I think I've simplified the process as much as possible. <laughs> it does take a long time, though, and it, it, it's just one more thing.
1: It's not difficult, but we're going to hope to make it even easier, give people and ourselves some new ideas. So that, exactly. I'm looking forward to that episode. Um, If anyone is looking for a book suggestion, totally random, Mm -hmm. uh, this is a fictional book. It's called The Secret Daughter by Kelly Rimmer. And, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think I realized that... One, I would like this book as much as I do, and I'm not done with it. I don't know how it ends, but it's just really a good page turner. I'm very, I think it's really well written, and it just tugs at the heartstrings. So check it out if you are okay. looking for a good book to read. Uh, what else? Oh, it's funny you mentioned that about Paige because Shay will be turning five in early October, so we we've got a little bit more time, but we're going to do a combined birthday with Piper. And today Mm -hmm. I actually found out that her little bestie at school, her name's Jojo, Piper came home with an incident report that she slapped Jojo across the face. So I'm assuming that Piper still wants to invite Jojo to her birthday party, but uh, you know, three year olds, (laughs) they got problems. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. I have have to bully today. Oh, Mm.
0: well, I think it comes with this age. I mean, not that it, it's right, but Paige or Cameron is definitely in a hitting and slapping phase. He slapped me in the face today and just kind of looks at me like, you know, with this, you know, sad. He knows you did something wrong and he looks sad and guilty. Mm-hmm. And oh gosh, he's, he hasn't hit other people, it's just me. So, or his sister, of course. So he bats those little eyes at you. Oh, or those big eyes. Oh, he's gosh, so cute. Oh, so darling. I know. Oh
1: well in, in a completely unrelated topic uh and before we kind of dive into whole 30 we did just want to make everyone aware um that we've got a little little something going on so Hard to believe, Gina, but we've been at this for over six months now, uh, 23 published episodes. And so that brings our total every month to an ongoing cost uh, with editing and just um, fees related to our website and our podcast itself. So we're, we're looking at just shy of $200 a month ongoing. So we're a couple thousand deep. Uh, and we just want to help mitigate our costs so that we can continue to do this because right now it, it, it's definitely a hobby. Um, and we'd love to do more and keep uh, the you know, the quality there. And so we see engagement is high. We know more of you are listening. We see you listening on our little stats page. So we know you're out there and there's more of you every month, which thank you. That's amazing. So if you're enjoying the content, uh, we would love for you to consider visiting our Patreon page. So it's P a t r e o n dot com and then backslash dietitian's dish. And so, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a ongoing um, donation of sorts that's um, charged every month uh, to an individual. It's a small monthly donation, as little as a dollar, uh, that can really help people such as ourselves continue doing what you enjoy listening to or or kind of whatever. Uh, and so. Our immediate needs are we need a hard drive and some RAM to improve the quality of the sound. Our sound Guru extraordinaire continues to tell us that we really need to upgrade our equipment. Uh, and you know, again, we're just this is a hobby to us. So if if that were a possibility, we'd love to do that. And if we get two hundred dollars raised, we would love to do two bonus episodes this fall. And those would only be available to our patreons. So if you are a contributor, loving us up with a small monetary donation each month, we will uh, hit you back with some bonus episodes only available to you. So thank you in advance for your support. And any we will direct you to our website uh, where that Patreon link will be. So dietitiansdishpodcast.com. You can check us out there. So enough of that and on to our topic. So Whole30 is a popular, very popular diet that promotes, um, this is in quotes, short-term nutrition reset designed to help you put an end to unhealthy cravings and habits, restore a healthy metabolism, heal your digestive tract, and balance your immune system, end quote. Uh, And so- We probably have a lot to unpack there. Uh, A little bit of eye rolling. I need to magnetize my eyes uh, front and center. But uh, ironically, I've experimented with Whole30. And so uh, the reason for that is Mark. Mark is the reason for that. And so a while back, he... um, his actually, his mom and his sister had done a couple rounds of Whole30, I believe, at least his sister. I think his mom had kind of dabbled in it a little bit. Uh, but he was gung-ho that he was going to do this. And so I thought, eh, whatever. Let's do it together. If he's going to be doing this, um, I'm the one who does most of the cooking. I was curious to learn more about it. And so we did it together. Um, not the Whole30 days, as I'll kind of get into. But uh, yeah, today we just want to talk about some of the merits and pitfalls of the plan and break it down for you Uh some food for thought, pun intended. So the premise is really eating whole foods uh, until satisfied. So what's not allowed? grains and legumes, uh, and that would include soy, peanuts, and peanut butter, sugar of any kind, including natural sources of sugar, such as honey, syrup, things like that. Absolutely positively, no alcohol and no dairy. And the goal of this is to reset your relationship with food and attempt to pinpoint any foods that are unknowingly affecting your health. And that would include additives such as the one we can... Pronounce or agree on how it's pronounced: the carrageenan, uh, MSG, Mm -hmm. and sulfites, just to name a few. Uh, So, what does that leave? What is permitted on the Whole30 plan? And that would be meat, seafood, eggs, lots of eggs, vegetables, include excluding corn, fruit, uh, and many Whole30. Uh, elitists would say fruit in moderation, oils, nuts, and seeds. And so interestingly, the US News and World Report, which actually includes a pretty diverse panel of experts, including 20 dietitians, every year they rank diets. Um, Oh yeah, I have it on here, I'm sorry. 20 registered dietitians, academics, and medical doctors who rank diets in several categories, uh, such as effectiveness and short and long-term weight loss, Uh, safety of the diet, ability to prevent disease, nutritional completeness, and simplicity. And without going into a whole lot of detail, uh, Whole30 was, I think it was like 38 out of 40. Like it was way down there on the list for each of those categories. Um, which probably isn't all too surprising. So yeah, again, I did whole 30 quite some time ago. Uh, and it was a whole 26 and two thirds, if you want to be real specific. Uh, and I did it again to be, two thirds. (laughs) we went out for dinner that night. We were like done, uh, just, just as an experience, uh, uh, with my husband. And it's funny because one of the dietitians I work with, she is, uh, not vegetarian, not vegan, not anything like that. She's a perfectly healthy weight. Uh, she actually does not drink alcohol because of her religion, but she is like a habitual dieter in that she loves to try things because she thinks it makes it her a better dietitian. It makes her a better dietitian, so she'll oh, she'll sure. dabble in veganism to really check that out. And so, in a lot of ways, I consider my time on Whole30, just an interest. I can speak to that now um, because I do yeah, see uh-huh. a lot of patients who have dabbled in it themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. So just kind of some pros. We'll start there. We'll start on a high note. Uh, the diet tends to be high in fiber because it is plentiful in vegetables and a little bit less so in fruit, but definitely contains fruit. The macronutrients are balanced. And, but wait a second. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Where, where else are we getting vegetables from? If you can't eat legumes and seeds. Oh, I'm sorry. Or no, you can't eat. Yeah, you can't eat legumes,
1: right? But you can eat no. nuts. No nuts, but any vegetable, even potatoes. Potatoes, I mean, anything Anything other than corn is allowable.
0: Wait, you have on here permitted foods nuts. I think maybe you can't have peanuts, but you can have other nuts. Is that right? That's correct. You can have tree nuts. You can okay. have peanuts. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So yeah. So basically I feel like legumes and grains are a large source of fiber for most people. So I don't know how high in fiber can it really be? I guess if if you're, if the main source of your diet is vegetables, as you know, if you can help seafood, eggs, vegetables, I guess I could see you're just eating more vegetables. So that's how you're getting more fiber. But I don't know, for me, legumes and peanuts, I would say, and whole grains are a huge source of fiber. As you can tell, I'm not a huge fan, so I'm sorry to (laughs) continue.
1: No, (laughs) I think between two servings of fruit a day, probably five servings of vegetables a day, and probably two servings of nuts, that has to be more than 25 or more grams of fiber.
0: Okay, but then I thought, I thought that, so natural sugar is... Is allowed then if we're if you're allowed to have fruits? Oh yes,
1: but nothing like honey, agave, nothing like that. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. got it. Because Thank like you. berries are allowable. I mean, what is a cup of blueberries or raspberries like eight, six, seven, eight grams yeah. of fiber a cup? A lot. Yes, yes. And that's okay. so. I I feel like compare compared to let's say Atkins, I think some people confuse uh. Whole 30 with a high protein diet and I'm I'm not saying that it's not high protein because it is uh but it it is not void of fiber like an Atkins type diet or sure um like a keto, like a keto. yeah exactly so yeah. compared to those two for sure high in fiber mm-hmm. uh would okay. your diet be more plentiful with yeah other food groups <laughs> absolutely um <laughs> but overall I would say the macronutrients tend to be balanced so fat, protein, carb, all allowable, or at least they should be if you're doing it correctly, I guess you could say. Um, and I guess the other pro is restriction to the point of hunger is discouraged. So I will say that if you read the materials, they do talk about um, listening to your hunger cues and satiety cues. So that is, that is good. Um, however, okay. the list of cons is a lot longer. <laughs> so um, sodium, and this has been one of the, the things that continues to kind of pop up is that there's really quite a few foods uh, that are high in sodium on the plant, such as bacon, sausage, all of those things. The key to having them be Whole30 compliant is that they cannot contain any form of sugar. And if you've ever tried to find bacon or sausage without added sugar, it's
0: extremely difficult to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not impossible. Unless it's completely... Yeah. From the source, I guess, you know, we have a local farmer who, or a local farm that where we get a lot of our bacon. So maybe, but even theirs, I think they add sugar. That'd be difficult and not tasty.
1: And it's probably one of those things too. A huge con is things like that, like a farm to table or market type situation. If, if you don't know that it's, whether it's compliant or not, you're supposed to avoid Mm So any okay. type of a, a slip up is not allowed. <laughs> uh, it says mm-hmm. sh- it's a it's an all or nothing mentality. You have to commit to the full program exactly as written 100% for the mm-hmm. 30 days and anything less, it, you basically restart. So if you were to accidentally have bacon that was maple cured or whatever, unbeknownst to you, uh, the Whole30 gods would say, Gina, you fail, start over at day one. And that's just crazy. Uh, That's a con. (laughs) Oh yeah, we're on the cons. The list is long. Um, Potentially low in calcium, of course. Uh, There's no dairy allowed, but you do have seeds, sardines, almonds, uh, leafy greens, figs. All of those are high in calcium and allowed on the plan. Uh, Fruit is... Mm -hmm. Is supposedly limited. I would say um, I, I want to say it's like two servings a day. So again, if you're somebody who maybe doesn't like vegetables so much, and you're limiting your fruit, kind of there goes your fiber. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the one. This is the one that probably gets the biggest eye rolls from me. And they call it "Sex with Pants on" guideline, <laughs> which is just crazy. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, okay. So the premise is you cannot make unapproved items from approved items. And the example that's probably the best one is pancakes are traditionally grain, right? And that is not allowed on Whole30. And so people creatively think, okay, I'm going to make a sugar-free grain-free pancake. Maybe they use almond flour and eggs, for example. Been there, done that. Not because of Whole30, but because of gluten-free diets. That is not allowed. So the idea is that they warn against recreating your favorite foods with paleo ingredients because you'll be tempted to eat the real thing. Okay, I feel I you, know Rolling Eyes. No, I don't agree with that yeah. at all. I mean, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of.
0: Um, so that I mean, you can make that taste really good. In fact, I could I could probably make. A grain free, whatever dairy free pancake that tastes even better than regular pancakes, personally. Mm -hmm. So, especially with almond flour, I mean, yum. So, So So yeah, I don't agree with that. It's kind
1: of the same thing, if I'm recalling correctly, that smoothies are also discouraged because they want you to eat the whole food rather than Mm -hmm. making it into a a drinkable. Uh, Okay. They tout kind of food freedom when in fact Mm -hmm. the plan is extremely restrictive. And I don't know about you, Gina, but I get red flags when entire food groups
0: are eliminated. Yeah. Well, actually, oh, absolutely. So they kind of, I feel like this is definitely a diet disguised as a wellness plan. And there's a whole book that they have on food freedom. It's called Food Freedom... Freedom forever, And actually, I'm looking at it right now, and I actually agree with a, a lot of what the website says. So it says, food freedom is in control of the food that you eat instead of a, the food controlling you. It's about indulging when it's worth it, passing when it isn't, and never feeling guilt or shame for doing either, which I, I mean, I love that 100%. But then where it starts to get a little bit dicey and where I start to not really agree with their food freedom philosophy, it says, food freedom doesn't mean that you're a perfect eater. However, It says, it doesn't mean you always make the right decision. Food freedom means that when you fall off course, you don't let it ruin your day or week, physically or emotionally, which again, I agree with. It means you always have a plan for returning to a place of healthy balance gracefully. It means you recognize that life happens, but every slip is actually a learning experience. And your food freedom plan is that much more robust for these experiences. So simply that last sentence about having a slip, to me, makes this not food freedom. Um, You know, food freedom is unconditional permission to eat, um, but obviously to having some some of your own, you know, guidelines as far as nutrition, uh, but not rules and not calling something that you eat or a slip. Or a mess up. Mm-hmm. I hate that. So that's really where they lost me. <laughs> I I really was into it until until they used that word slip. And then I'm just no. And and how can you call a diet or a meal plan like this food freedom when you're looking at labels and reading ingredients constantly? That's all that's all you would do. So it, that's it not all food I did freedom for in, in my book. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It would take up my entire life. That's what I'm moving away from after having an eating disorder and disordered eating is, is moving away from being so obsessed with food labels and ingredients and nutrition facts. And I finally feel like I have food freedom. If I followed this, I would be going right back into the depths of um, diet mentality, in my opinion.
1: I was listening to, I don't I don't know if you've listened to their podcast yet. I know I've mentioned it, um, RD Real Talk fr- with Heather mm-hmm, Kaplan. Yeah. And they, it. yeah, she did an episode on Whole 30. I think it was back in January when this whole thing tends to kind of ramp up. Um, but as she said on her podcast, Whole 30 is extremely popular, and people do it all months out of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. But what she's kind of just listening to that podcast and also running through, kind of nutritionally, as we just did, kind of the the merits and the pitfalls of the plan. I I truly believe that what this describes is almost what people expect from a dietitian when they come to see me. For example, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. whereas yeah, I don't I would never as a dietitian, and I've been in I've done one on one counseling with people for the past 10 years, I would never let let them leave with any type of message that like we just mm. Went over. It just, but I couldn't help but think in listening to this, both Heather's podcast and then kind of preparing for our own, is I can't help but think this is what people want from a dietitian, and this is almost what they expect from a dietitian. Mm
0: -hmm. It's true. It's true. They they when they come into our offices, they want us to write them meal plans, and I have such a hard time doing that. Uh, but they want, and but that's not food freedom. General guidelines, yes, absolutely. But if you truly want to have a good relationship with food, meal plans are not the answer. You know, uh, lists of restricted items, food groups restrict. You know, restricting entire food groups, not the answer. Uh, and if you're looking for weight loss or to feel better, I think that the the website goes on about all the different ailments that it can cure. If this is what it takes to make you feel better, then I don't I don't believe that is, that is good. There's probably something else going on, and you probably need to see a gastroenterologist or some type of specialist uh, mm-hmm. because this is not how you should live your life. There's a reason why it's 30 days um, and that this is not something that they want you to do for a lifetime. Although, really, if you read the fine print, if you continue to read their books, they really do want you to do this for a lifetime. So I don't even know why they call it Whole30 it's kind of a misnomer in my opinion. I've always been really confused by that. I it's know. very strange. They want you to slowly add the things back, but then they you know, but but at the beginning of of the whole process they tell you that these foods are quote unquote toxic. So why would I want to add these foods back to my diet? Uh, they're not by the way there's a lack of research 100% in this entire um program mm-hmm. i have i didn't i searched it i i googled mm-hmm. it i went on pubmed i did a lot of research and found zero research to support anything that they say um uh, so that's also a problem i have with this diet or this yeah. you know meal program whatever it's called there was a, something i ran across that was more or
1: less like any plan that says lentils are bad, like how could you get behind that? Like lentils are <laughs> oh my such gosh. a healthy food. It's um like if I yeah. could find more ways to include lentils in my diet, I totally would. Um and I should. Yeah, amen. But yeah, it's just like lentils, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's it's very interesting. Um, so that's that's kind of the nutrition side of things. Uh in reality, mm-hmm. just kind of how this plays out. So let's say you're even considering it after hearing kind of the nutritional side of things. Um, the pros, I would say, there there isn't any um, promotion of diet foods. And I don't know about you, Gina, but I mm-hmm. am very discouraged when I hear about people spending insane amounts of money in products that may or may not even be good. And people right. are investing in a product that you can't do. What are you going to do? Drink a shake every day? you know, for the rest of your life. Like that's not, that's not learning. That's not, that's not meeting a need long-term, right? Like that's, it's, it's a very short-term solution. So I appreciate the fact at least that um, while Whole30 is most definitely a moneymaker and a business, they do not sell or promote any type of, I shouldn't say they don't promote, but they don't sell specific foods. There's not, um, there's no diet foods included, let's say.
0: Mm-hmm. diet yeah. I they definitely promote foods which
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the brand of all like the nasty oh if you've ever had ketchup without any sugar at all it's sinful um <laughs> I I love the emphasis on whole foods. You know, that kind of goes along with no diet foods. That's great. Lack of calorie counting. I think that can be a positive for a lot of people and allows you to focus on, am I full? Am I not? Uh, And not only is Mm -hmm. cooking promoted, it is most definitely required. I mean, there is no way to get through even 30 days without getting real cozy in the kitchen. Uh, So I would say that those are, are some pros,
0: some cons. Okay. Walden Farms. Oh, Did yeah, you ever yeah. try any of their products? Yes. That is the diet, the diet product that comes to my mind. They make like marshmallow fluff and chocolate sauce and dressings. Oh, gosh. And it is just terrible. I mean, I shouldn't say that. There are probably some people who actually like it. And it's, it's good for if you've got diabetes and you're watching your carbohydrates. But, oh, man, they got to come up with something better. Even the marketing is bad on that product.
1: <laughs> it's one of those things though, if you were to eat whatever product it was, does it, it's kind of like you with Halo Top. You you know how you were talking about that? It doesn't satisfy me. It doesn't satisfy you. You'd rather have a smaller amount of the real deal. And I always called it the it's. You want something, but you don't know what it is. And so you kind of blast Mm -hmm. through all these options. It's like you're standing at at an open refrigerator, sampling everything that's Mm -hmm. there because you just want to eat and you don't know what it is. And you keep choosing Mm -hmm. what you think you should be eating, let's say. And in Mm -hmm. reality, you just want that half cup of, Grater's ice cream, and that's gonna that'll do it, you know. um That's right. But the expense on some of those condiments is insane. So when Mark got his, you know, got on this bandwagon, we had we we lived nowhere near a Whole Foods, so we drove to Whole Foods. We spent four hundred dollars. He went through that store. Finding, oh my gosh! I know, insane. um And we ate some good stuff though. We ate like. Chilean sea bass and the biggest scallops we've ever had. I mean, we ate some really good stuff, oh, nice. so I can't I can't say it was all bad. That's for sure. But the expense that goes along with that, because without the any type of sugar additives, um, and if you read the fine, if I won't say the fine print, but it is a. Full 30 is a strong proponent for organic, grass-fed, blah, 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 all the good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But with that comes a huge expense. So if you're to do it by the book, let's say, expect that. Um, Availability of those products, just as I said, it's, yeah. I I always laughed because we happened to do this in January. I know I roll, Um, but you could Mm -hmm. not find bone broth anywhere in our stores. It was gone Mm -hmm. Mm because everybody was doing this (laughs) stupid stuff. Um, Couldn't find it. So we were making a lot of our own broths. Dining out and eating away from home, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it is nearly impossible. That entire 26 and two-thirds day, uh, we stopped dating. (laughs) We did not do it. I mean, if I had a meeting at work, I was bringing my food. It, It just wasn't enjoyable. And ultimately, not having that option is what led to us being like, done throwing like we didn't care about the 30 days we were we were just doing it to do it there was really no good reason um intuitive eating is discouraged um in a way snacks are discouraged as 3 squares a day i mean what if you're hungry between meals like that's not no. intuitive eating yeah. no that's not food freedom <laughs> definitely not food yeah. freedom and kind of as i already said no cheating is allowed start over from day 1 and the ironic part I actually had to re- go back and research. You had mentioned that it's an elimination diet, but it's really an elimination diet done wrong. So typically an eliminate- elimination diet would say, oh, I might be allergic to or have a sensitivity to gluten. I'm going to cut out gluten and see how that goes. Do I feel better? Do I not? Mm-hmm. What Whole30 does is mm-hmm. takes away everything and then has you mm-hmm. add them back in one at a time. So it's actually an elimination mm-hmm. diet done like completely backwards.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. There are certain foods that if you take them out of your diet for, you know, 30 days and then add them back, you are going to feel like crap. For example, milk. If you stop drinking milk for a month, your body is going to stop producing lactase. So then you're going to have a big old glass of milk and you're going to feel like poop. Because you're, you're going to get bloated and gassy because your body doesn't know, hasn't been making that enzyme. That doesn't happen with all foods, but dairy is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure people are going to go on this diet and then take out dairy and then, you know, put it back in their diet and feel like crap. And they're going to think to themselves, maybe I shouldn't be eating dairy. Maybe I do have an intolerance to dairy. But in reality, it's because your body just got used to not having it and now it's It doesn't like it and that's just sad that's just you know it's misinforming the society masses people it's just the lay public it's just make it makes me angry Mm -hmm. oh man yeah
1: all right last last con and it's a big one is just the amount of time that went into Mm -hmm. planning and preparing meals uh you know, so there mm. were just some mornings I was like, I can't do eggs anymore. And I actually found, <laughs> see, Whole30 was good for something. I found one of my favorite recipes of all time uh, for breakfast yeah. out of Whole30. And it's, um, I'll link it on the show notes, but it's actually an apple, I think dates, coconut and nuts. And you pulse it together and it makes like almost like a breakfast chutney.
0: Oh, yeah. And it is it sounds so delicious.
1: good. And it's it's not low in carb. It's got fat. It's got protein. Man, I am obsessed with that thing. I ate quite a few of that. Uh, quite a few um, nice. of that dish during Whole Thirty. Since Whole Thirty, all that. So that was one of my favorite. So I think it, it, the amount of time was just was just crazy. So that was not something that kept well yeah. overnight. So it was like I was whipping out my food processor several mornings a week, and
0: that's just crazy. Oh, jeez. Oh, can... yeah, a lot. Yeah, and. Yeah, I, it's just not something that I would ever be interested in. I do think that looking at the recipes is a good idea. I did look through the recipes, some of them, and they looked enticing. Sure, it's a. It, I think if anything, if you want to go to the website and check out some of their recipes, maybe get some of their recipe books. There's nothing wrong with uh, their their recipes. I mean, I, I, no. they they look delicious, like what you just said. I think that mm-hmm. they sound fantastic. But if you go to their their products page, every single one of the products, I'd never, I'd never even heard of them. So going back to expense and time, like, you probably have to go to Whole Foods for the majority of those items or Amazon or go to the actual vendor themselves on on a, uh, their website. But they were just these crazy, insane products that I'd never heard of. And I, I'm just like, are they getting spo- – they're clearly sponsored by these companies. And, oh, my gosh, it was just – a little bit of you would have thought that they would put some somewhat well-known products on there that were more familiar to people, but it didn't look like they did
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. so I'm not a fan, but anything else not mentioned that you want to
1: add about whole thirty
0: <laughs> not really because I, I get you know i'm I'm kind of naive. I, like I said to you before we started podcasting. I looked at the website. I've looked at some of the books. I've talked to people who have done it, and I just don't really understand the purpose. I think if anything, it might just create non-existent food intolerances that people are going to think that they have but they really don't. And you know, I work in that field and I talk to a lot of students and parents who say they have intolerances, but when I ask them if how they found this out and they'll tell me they either did something by mail or, you know, tried an elimination diet that wasn't done by their doctor. And it makes me just think, how many times is this happening? And people do the Whole30 and they find out these, you know, really undiagnosed intolerances as well. And it's just sad. You're eliminating these food groups from your diet that you might not need to eliminate. And I think this is just perpetuating that. So that's really all I have to say. It's it's not food freedom as much as they want to think it is. And I hate so much how they continuously say, this will change your life. That was one line on their website that I kept seeing over and over and over again. Did it change your life, Nicole? It did. It made me
1: realize that is no way to live <laughs> seriously <laughs> there I, you go i I just I, I I mean I remember going out with mark i'm i I know there was alcohol involved, and I'm thinking there was pizza involved, but it wasn't one of those things where you like dive face first into a pizza, but I think that's probably because. <laughs> I wouldn't do that anyway. Like I I'm an intuitive eater enough not to do that. But one of the things that Heather mentioned on their podcast, which I thought was super smart, what did they call it? Like the um, uh, like the Thanksgiving like halo effect, kind of that if you know you're not gonna be having something, you stock up on it kind of before yeah. the whole 30. And then when you're done, you like binge on it type of thing. And
0: it yeah. it's really yeah. like, well, what did that accomplish? You know? Um yeah. it's just interesting. Well, that's what comes with not giving yourself unconditional permission to eat foods. Mm -hmm. Whenever you restrict something from your diet, you automatically are going to want it more. And that's a fact. So you might not think that's the case for you, but if you really think about it, you'll realize that it actually is. I can think of so many instances in my life where that was the case. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, feel free listeners to, you know, email us your questions that you have. You know, obviously if... I am more than happy, you would be better at this, Nicole, but if anyone has an actual question, if they're doing it and they've got some questions, I think, Nicole, you would be more than willing to help, you know, answer questions if someone's actually trying to do this or if they're looking for recipes. I bet you've got some more recipes that that you try during that 26th mm-hmm. and three. 3- Three thir- two-thirds days. Yeah, so, and somebody asked me, they're
1: like, why do you have Whole30 recipes at, like labeled as such on your blog? And my response is simply, yeah. because people are going to do this no matter what we say, no matter what anyone says. And some people are still yeah. going to do this. And if they're going to, they might as well have it be nutritionally sound and something that they enjoy. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. sex with your pants on or not, if you're not enjoying what you're eating, it's never going to last. And there are ways yeah. to make, you know, Food that's delicious, even with these crazy restrictions. Um, and so I think it's just one of those things with just acknowledging that people are gonna do it regardless. And so um might as well help them choose something fairly nutritious in the process. At least we for that particular dietitians
0: should yes, I I think we should support anyone, you know, we can give our feedback easily, but I personally will support what anyone wants to do. I'll still tell them my feedback, what I think of, whatever it is they're doing. But if they still want to do it, I'll still support them. So that's generally how I feel about most things. Okay. So let's, uh, Mom Wins. Uh, once again, I know in our last episode, I had nothing. So I still, I've got nothing. Mom Wins and new favorite products, but you've got one here. So I do. Have you had you one? Uh, white chocolate macadamia nutcliffe bar and? they're amazing. They've been oh, around for
1: quite some time though. I know. <laughs> I'm I'm just slow on the uptake. So um I'll be honest new they're, they're like 260 calories which I actually really like because for a busy morning if I'm like ah you know I just feel like I'm especially if I work out first thing in the morning I'm not super hungry until a little bit later like I have my coffee which um does have a little bit of milk in it and, and a little bit to get me going. But I, I like to have my bar like maybe a half hour after I get to work uh, if it's one of those mornings. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's a little bit higher in calories because it helps to keep me full. Something like, you yeah. know, like as much as I love the pressed kind of press bars, that would never keep me full till lunch.
0: No, definitely not. I agree with you. Yeah, and I like the I like the Clif bars. I do wish they had a little bit more protein for like mm-hmm. a morning breakfast. So sometimes I'll smear peanut butter on it or have it with a glass of milk or something mm-hmm. like that just to kind of increase the protein. Yeah. Um, but I am a fan of the white chocolate macadamia for Ooh. sure. So good, okay. and I keep nuts at my so desk. So, so I good- usually supplement. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, I actually keep nuts at my desk too almonds and mac- and, and uh, cashews. So. Mm-mm-mm. Those are my two faves. So we got yet another review this week, which is Hallelujah. I just keep them coming, listeners. We we love it. So this is Lucy's mom in they can VA. hear how excited I mean, <laughs> we are, right? Like just we're <laughs> like two. Okay, in a we week. we sit at work and like text each other. So we're like, look at this, look at our review. So it's pretty exciting. Um, Lucy's mom in Virginia, I'm assuming, says, "I love listening to episodes of this podcast during my daily commute or out walking the dog. Each one is filled with a perfect balance of humor, relatable stories, and great, approachable insight and advice. I also love the." links for articles referenced for when I want to follow up and learn a bit more. Each episode feels like I'm sitting on a porch with a glass of wine next to Gina and Nicole just chatting about life. Love it. So Lucy's mom in Virginia, thank you so much. That was very sweet. You love it. And we love you. Thank you. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> All right August so 25th. Up- oh, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, you do it. All right. No, you do it. No, you're better. <laughs> We're hilarious. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Coming up on August 25th, we will be dishing about packing balanced lunches for your little ones and making the process a little bit easier. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and PucketCast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. And that doesn't have to be a wordy review. It can actually just be filling out the stars, hopefully with all five stars or whatever you'd like. So it can literally take two seconds. Um, Yeah, so it takes a few seconds. And that's it. So thanks so much, everyone. And until next time, be well. And Nicole, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, and happy birthday, Paige. Yay! Crazy. (laughs) Thanks, Nicole. All right, talk to you soon, Gina. (laughs) All right, bye-bye. Thank
1: you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.